The Weekend Legends Catch-Up Podcast can be heard anytime. You can even listen when you're enjoying life's most satisfying clean this weekend. And for that, you'll need a Karcher pressure washer. Whoa! That feels good. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. So what do you got cooking this weekend, huh? Put your head between your legs in the brace position and get ready for another week of bats hitting balls. Balls through nets and off rackets with coaches blowing up and referees entering the witness protection program. Sit back, relax and enjoy what Triple M modestly calls the Weekend Legends. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Some big sporting results overnight. Australia leads Pakistan by 72 runs with nine wickets in hand in the first innings, Rose. Just beat them down with the bat yesterday, Chris. It was fun to watch. We are out of the day. Davis Cup, we went down to Canada 2-1 overnight. Okay, yeah, cool. And also, the SCG, a tough loss for U2, apparently. <laughs> yeah, night one of the uh, two-night concert of U2 performing at the SCG. Some people not too happy with the sound and stuff. If you're out there, one triple three five three. we want to know what you thought of the concert, because I'm, I'm kind of keen to go tonight. I'd love you to go. Yeah. Take me with you. Yeah. <laughs> The NRL player signings are occurring at blinding speed mm. at the moment. The big news are the new homes of Latrell Mitchell and Valentine Holmes. Mm. And we ask, is it really like a reality show? We're also going to talk about hot off the heels of the record-breaking crowd for the Sydney Kings last weekend. We want to talk about why the A-League and NBL can't get along. We've also got our high-pressure Karcher test coming up a little bit later and a family pass to the Valvoline Raceway as well we're going to get to. But next, with day three of the test match getting underway just after 11, we have your test update with what you need to know going into today's action. And we'll do it after Bon Jovi here on Triple M. Put your feet up on the dash, recline the seat, and let these guys take the wheel. Metaphorically. Obviously. Triple M's Weekend Legends. And there it is, David Warner, the fist pump. Strong applause from the crowd. Test match number. Century 22. And the journey he's been on, it's maybe his most meaningful. Yes, that's David Warner getting his hard-earned ton yesterday. It's the Weekend Legends on Triple M. And with the Test match getting underway at 11, Australia will start at 1 for 312. And there's a lot to take away from the first two days of action, isn't there, Chris? There's plenty to talk about, Lachlan. First of all, the crowd. Yeah. About 13,500 on day one. If anyone could tell us on 13353 what the crowd was on day two, because they don't seem to be reporting it, Rose. It felt... um... It felt around the same. If they're not reporting it, maybe it was less, which is a bit worrying for the Gabba, right? It's hard to tell with those coloured seats. They create the illusion of people, don't Yeah, they? I just thought everyone was wearing orange and maroon <laughs> shirts for the first hour. But no, it, look, it, it's a question about whether the Gabba is that one of those prestige venues anymore to have a test, right? You know, it seems like they're leaning towards Adelaide a bit more. This, Yes, Adelaide does much better. Malcolm yeah. Knox writes about this in the Herald this morning, and he says, Brisbane seem to be very fond of the heat. Mm. and the Big Bash, and not so much the Test matches. And maybe they're drunk on success. We haven't lost there since 1988. Oh, you mean the Brisbane Heat, the team. Yes. I just think they like how hot it is up there, because I oh, sure no, don't. They don't like how hot it is <laughs> no, it's during awful. the day. And there's talk about they should go back to day-night tests in Brisbane. Okay, yeah, interesting. So, you know, the crowd wasn't great, but I'm sure there was many, many people watching on TV like I was here in Sydney and watching the game. And and as we heard there at the beginning, David Warner getting his ton there is... Um, a bit of, I think that's you know what we wanted to see after all the scandal after the year ban. I think what we wanted to see from Dave Smith and and, uh, and Warner is good cricket. They wanted good cricket, and Warner showed up and did that yesterday. So it's you know that's how you get redemption. I think right. Yeah, you heard Gilchrist there saying it's his twenty second Test century. It's his sixteenth in Australia and the fourth at the Gabba. Mm. 
I'm very happy for him because it's a long way back. I know there's a lot of controversy and people are still upset about his press conference. My Uber driver today still wants him banned for Outraged. life. Yeah, he's angry. <laughs> but look, he had a really good World Cup, but then just a terrible Ashes. He averaged mm. less than 10. He scored more runs yesterday than he did in the entire Ashes series. Yeah. And I, for, for him and Joe Burns to come out and put on that 222 partnership, superb. They look like they were having fun out there, but I do feel for Burnsy. Oh, poor Burnsy. What did he get, 97? 97, bowled around his legs and by Yeshis Shah. He just had to hit one more bound and he does that silly sweep and he's out. And you could see it on his face. It just hurts. Those guys have opened the dig three times in Brisbane for test matches. 150 partnerships every time. It's just they're, they're the team, the dream team right there. Yeah. Now, Warner was given out of what proved to be a no ball by young Nassim Shah, the mm. 16-year-old sensation from Pakistan. Tough day for the kid. Oh. Amazing day for the Controversy kid. about his age. Uh, the Indian cricket community suggesting he's older than 16. <laughs> really? How old do they say he is? 17. Hello, fellow adults. <laughs> but the Pakistan CEO, uh, the Board of Control CEO, Wasim Khan, has said, have a look at the kid. No growth on his face. No. He's obviously 16. He comes up to my knee. He's tiny. And his first ball batting in a test match was against Mitchell Stark on a hat trick with a new ball. Like terrifying <laughs> the poor kid and Warner's luck wasn't just confined to that no ball reverse decision was it oh I think that clipped the stumps and the bales hasn't come off that's right you heard that right the ball hits the stumps and the bales doesn't come off it's the one have you ever seen that in cricket ever Chris uh yeah plenty of times mate <laughs> yeah every time you batted right? yeah well they say particularly in the one day stuff now because they've got the lights in the bales they're harder to remove oh, okay. they, they settle so yeah yeah, yeah, fair enough. Look, the the real shining light for me in this, because I've watched a lot of cricket in the last two days, the real shining light for me is Kerry O'Keefe. He is the funniest cricket commentator I have ever heard. Him and Warney are having an, an amazing time on commentary. Really funny stuff. Everyone should check it out. None better than Skull, though. No. I am enjoying Warney's work. Yeah. Uh, he's been keeping us up to date on his social program. <laughs> After the first day, he said, I was back in the hotel by 9 o'clock, Netflix and bed. Yeah, sure. But he was promising last night to hit the town, so we'd love to hear any reports. Hashtag Warney goes hard. He, I was at a function last year, a Greg Chapel function. He had a great idea about the issue of test match crowds. What's he said, that? Look, the revenue is derived from Big Bash and things like the World Cup. Make test matches free. They talked about this again yesterday in the commentary. What a great idea. Yep. And, you know, then we'll get full stadiums. Uh, the game will be supported through all the media and we'll really, really push it. He then wanted to suggest, went on to suggest they should weight the ball. Okay, stop. That's okay. enough. That's fine. That, that, enough from you, Warney. Well, look, the cricket starts again in about 45 minutes. We'll keep you updated. Day three gets underway just after 11 a.m. Australia hoping to resume their dominant display at the Gamma. But up next, your NRL trade window update. The signing of the Turbo Brothers might not be the most interesting signing Manly make. And we'll tell you Ooh. why next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Like having a weekend to the plums. Lamb's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose, and we're thanks to Karcher, German engineered so you know it'll last. When your home deserves a proper clean, grab a Karcher pressure washer and get the job done right. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. And we're going to play our high pressure test a little bit later in the hour as well. Ooh, you can win your own Karcher pressure cleaner. The NRL trade window is still throwing players around left, right and centre, as well as some notable re-signings within the game, Chris. How do we keep up, Lachlan? There's just so much action. I know how you keep up. You listen to the Weekend Legends every Saturday morning. We'll tell you all about who's running where, who's, so, who's driving what BMW. So probably the biggest signing overnight was JWH has recommitted to the Sydney Roosters for three years. For three years. That's a big move by the Roosters. I think a smart one, though. JWH is uh, very uh, loyal, I think. So they've got Takiyaho to go. Wow. But they've locked in Manu. Latrell Mitchell, not so sure. Well, we'll see where he lands.
Uh, Isaac Luke has gone to Lachlan's Dragons for less than three years. Congratulations, Lachlan. And Tui Kamakamika has re-signed for the Storm. Maybe not the best-known name, but I just love saying Kamakamika. Am I hearing a Storm player leaving this morning? Am I hearing that Curtis right? Scott may yeah. be going to the Raiders because yeah. Rapana has gone to Rugby Union. I wow. mean, you really do need a program to follow when the players aren't playing, let alone when they're on the field. Rapana to Union? How could you? But the exciting news for Manly Warringah fans is that after Tom and Jake Travojevich recommitted for $13 million over six years. Oh, can you imagine how many high fives went down in Manly this week? And did they split it down the middle? <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> Younger brother Ben has signed for two more years with oh, Manly. He's, there's three of them? There's three Travojeviches. Oh, He's represented New South Wales under 16s and 18s. Played for the flag team last year. And, of course, all the talk is that he's the best Travojevic brother. Of course. Of course they're going to say he's the best Travojevic. The third brother is always meant to be the best. (laughs) And we thought we'd better have a look at this in the history of rugby league and some other sports. Well, uh, like three brother teams in sports? I can't think of any. Okay, what about the Walters brothers? Oh, you've already corrected me. Yes, Steve, Kerrod, and Kevin. Steve was the oldest, and Kerrod and Kevin were twins. Played for the likes of Canberra and the Broncos. Yeah, nice. You got a view who's the best Walters brother? Mm, No. Do you? I think Steve was regarded as the best hooker of his era. I'm going to ring Kev right now. He's going to have a problem with you. But if there was a premiership to be had, Kevin would take it. Yeah, exactly. That's why Kev's not an Origin Series this year. Kev, six of them. (laughs) Six of them, Lachlan. There you go. Not bad. What about in your Bulldogs? I don't know. Is the it? Mortimers and the Hughes brothers. I thought you were about to tell me there was two other El Masri's. I was about to get really excited. <laughs> uh, the Prin- Prince of Darkness, Steve Mortimer, Peter and Chris. Yes, that's a good one. And Steve is the oldest and the best. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Gary, Mark and Graham. And I think the argument here might be the Ben Travojevic argument. Graham played state cricket for New South Wales, ended up being a rugby league commentator and does controversy corner, right. let alone play first grade rugby league. Well, there you go. Hmm. Now, the Walkers, the Walker brothers. Gee, there's way more than I thought. <laughs> I couldn't think of one. You've got a whole list. Play for the likes of the Rabbits and the Roosters. There yeah. are Ben and Shane, yeah. who I think are uh, the coach. They were the coaches of the Ipswich Jets, oh, yeah. who sort of had all that innovation about keeping the ball alive and short restarts and what have you. Sure, sure. Though Shane has just stood down and Chris Walker. And the Walkers were always controversial. And they were pretty much disliked by their own fans, let alone the opposition yeah, fans. Yeah, it's going to be a weird breed. You know, if you're like all brothers playing a professional sport, that's going to be a weird world. Not just rugby league. We've had the Chapel brothers. Oh, Ian, yeah. Greg and the third brother. Um, I don't know. Oh, come on, Trevor Chapel. Oh, Trev. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who could Re- forget Trev? <laughs> I think we'll just leave a discreet underline under that. Sorry, underline. I shouldn't have used that word, yeah. should I? <laughs> The wars, of course, the twins, Steve and Mark. Yep. Now, that's a struck match who's better between those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve was born first of the two twins, hence Mark is nicknamed Junior. Right. <laughs> and then, have you ever heard of the third brother, no, Dean? No, no. Had the unfortunate nickname of Afghanistan. Why? The Forgotten War. <laughs> and the best sporting trio, I believe, uh, is, of course, the Bee Gees. Barry, Morris and Robin. <laughs> And you've got to give it to Barry Gibb because, let's face it, he's still alive. Have we missed any trios in sport? We want to know. one triple three five three, And we will have more updates for you next week. But up next, though, <laughs> we're in the golden era of Australian basketball, but we have to ask, can the NBL and the A-League survive together? Oh. We'll do it next. It's The Weekend Legends here on Triple M. A show that combines our two great loves, The Weekend and Working half assed Triple M's Weekend Legends. With Chris and Rose. And don't forget, in about 20 minutes, we're going to play our Karcher High Pressure Test. But... The news making this week is there's a lot to like about basketball in Australia at the moment. And for some reason, some members of the public feel they need to compare the A-League and the NBL rows. That's right, Lachlan. Some people do feel the need to do that. Now, I want to start by just reminding everyone what happened last Sunday. Last Sunday, the Sydney Kings played the Illawarra Hawks 
to a record crowd for an NBL game in this country. Chris, how many people were there? 17,514 yeah. peeps. Now, for basketball, I mean, if you've never been to a basketball game, you're right there on the court. You can literally yell uh, at the ref if you want to. That is a lot of people in one small space and is a huge step for Australian basketball, right? And we've been – look. We've made no secret on this show for months now that we knew this was coming. We knew basketball was going to be bigger than it's ever been before in this country this year, and it's happened. So we were right huh, to everyone who didn't think we were. But what I don't like, Chris, is that when something like this happens, we immediately start to compare other sports in this country. And Robbie Slater wrote a great article this week about this, about why is it when the NBL starts to do well, people start to question the A-League. Well, hang on, the A-League is not going up and up and up like it used to be. Sure, it might have plateaued a little bit, but to see where football's come in 10 years is incredible in this country because, Lachlan, you were out there with me at North Sydney over watching Northern Spirit Games with, what, 200 people? The good old days, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the good old days. It was a simpler time. Things have changed for the better. I don't understand, Chris, why we immediately, as a culture in sport in this country, got to attack another sport when one's doing well. It feels like there's enough room, doesn't it? Of course there is. I mean, the Kings take on Southeast Melbourne Phoenix tonight in Melbourne Arena, mm-hmm. 5.30pm tonight, whereas at 9.45pm over in Perth at Optus Stadium, yeah. FC takes on Glory. And guess what? They're both fitting. I'm watching both. <laughs> so it's fine, guys. This report of the A-League demise seemed a bit premature. I think it was Will Swanton who raised the issues in the Australian. And Robbie Slater came back. Pretty passionately. I like Robbie Slater for that reason. Uh, he said basketball global is not in competition with football, though he did say that the elite level of basketball is only played in one country, meaning the US. I thought that might have been a bit of an overreach. No, that's not correct at all. I mean, we have NBA players now that have own shares in Australian teams that have talked about how high quality our basketball is. So You're talking about Zach Randolph from, yes. the, from the Phoenix. Yes. He's invested, played for the Grizz. Mm, that's great. Yeah, and guys like Dante Exum, Australian, Josh Childress, Play for the Kings, Sean Marion, Al Harrington. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying this for months, and a lot of people just ignore it. You know, and it, it's it's a reality now. We're getting record crowds, but I just don't understand why we need to hate another sport because of it. Also, you're a numbers man, aren't you, Rose? You're not, are you? You're not a numbers man at all. I live by numbers. But Tom Smith is in the Telegraph said, at the moment, the A-League is averaging 10.5. The NBL is only averaging 7. Mm. And if you look at the TV ratings, the A-League is still ahead. It's quite interesting to actually locate where these sports are on. Fox and the ABC is running the A-League. Do you know who actually is carrying the NBL at the moment? I do, because I'm watching all of it. The ESPN's carrying it, right? And? And who? SBS Viceland. Oh, yeah, there's some SBS. I'm watching it all on ESPN, but SBS Viceland's really stepped up. There are they? some fun shows on SBS Viceland. Oh, man. I tell you, it, hit that, show, hit that uh, channel after 11 p.m. I, I know, it's the, the modern equivalent <laughs> of the old SBS after yeah! 10 o'clock on a Friday night. It's oh, it great. takes me back. <laughs> but I think the leagues are getting ahead of us, Rose. There's already been a solution of happy coexistence cobbled together between the Kings and FC. I think they saw this coming. I think they saw this, and it's a really smart move by both teams by doing a joint ticket venture so you can be a fan of both Sydney Kings Mm. and Sydney SC like we are. Right, so if you have a Kings ticket, you can redeem it for one free game at uh, FC and vice versa. That's great. This is the brainchild of Sydney Kings owner Paul Smith Mm. and the CEO of Sydney FC, Danny Townsend. Mm. So this is a really great initiative, and we encourage everyone to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Incidentally, just about those two guys, they started a very successful company that's been bought now called Repucom. They're a sports and entertainment marketing intelligence company. I applied for a job there. Oh, yeah, me too. How'd you go? I I don't have any intelligence. Me either. (laughs) Onwards and upwards for both sports in Australia. Why can't we all just get along? Yeah. Next, we're going to look at the soap opera that is rugby league and how pay TV or some streaming platform should be looking at filming the NRL off-season, and we're going to do that (laughs) next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. This show is definitely on the weekend. Whether these guys are legends may be debatable. Triple M's Weekend 
Legends. With Chris and Rose, and we love the drama that comes from the NRL, and we think there could be a successful soap opera filmed in the off-season, guys. That is the case, Lachlan, but before we do, we were talking about the signing of Ben Travojevic Rose to Manly to back up Tom and Jake. That's right. We're talking about the uh, trios, the, the relatives, all three of them that play professional sport. And we asked you if you could give us some more sporting trios, and we had some calls. Dan from Horsby pointed out the Sims brothers, of course, Ashton, Corbin, Tariq. Oh, there's so many more than I thought. And the Gregory's back in time in cricket for Australia, and he pointed out that their sister Nellie played uh, senior cricket for Australia, and of course, Ruan played for Australia in rugby league from the Sims' wow. family. And Peter from Carrying Bar highlighted the four Fournettes who represented at the highest level in rugby league and rugby union. And, of course, the Burgess brothers. Right. Sam, George, Tom and Luke. I All miss right. Luke. Where right. is Luke? Enough talking about talented people, shall we? But the soap opera that yeah. is the NRL off-season, <laughs> it really is like a series of shows, yeah. isn't it, Rose? Let's get back to the mistakes. <laughs> the courtship of Latrell Mitchell and Valentine Holmes, to me, kind of feels like an episode of The Bachelor. What do you think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want Osher to be standing there with... Um, Latrell going, Latrell, five teams stand before you. <laughs> only one only one contract. You can only get into one BMW. <laughs> it is a bit of a beauty parade. Latrell was up in Townsville this week having a look at the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. JT, Jonathan Thurston, was his tour guide. JT said, I hope Latrell got the North Queensland vibe and he liked the joint. Is there what's, a more rugby league term than the joint? What's the North Queensland vibe? Well, apparently they emphasise that Townsville feels like Tari <laughs> and the fishing is good. Cool. <laughs> and Latrell went further north and thought about that. Yeah, cool. Billy Slater, by the way, thinks this idea of Latrell playing fullback is possible just as long as he finds his happiness. This is what happens on The Bachelor all the time. Yeah, that's true. They All they're trying to do is find happiness. But the strange thing at the end of the visit, they handed Latrell a card and it said, be my Valentine. <laughs> and he said, what, what's that about? Because, of course, Valentine Holmes is in the mix. Oh, no. He's a North Queenslander, plays for Queensland Origin. They're looking at a million a year and he doesn't get any money playing for the New York Jets or not playing for the New York Jets in the practice squad. Between December and his December and May. I'm sorry. Did you just say a million a year for Valentine Holmes? Is that's what they're talking about? And yeah. he hasn't played rugby league for how long? Well, about eighteen months now. Yeah. Okay. All right. And his agent is pointing out you're getting no money between December and May when the NFL off season is occurring. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. He's probably the favourite to go to the Cowboys. That make, that makes a lot more sense than Latrell to me. What are the Tigers offering Latrell? Oh, here we go. Uh, he's great mates with Adam Hardigan, who was one of the assistant coaches when he played in the New South Wales under twenties. Is he? And play with a lot of Tigers there, like Oliver Clark, people like that, Alex Twal, who just mm-hmm. re-signed. Mm-hmm. Our new chair, Lee Hanger-Patellis, has says that the Tigers are a glamour club. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I'm pleased. Yeah. What's the main thing they're offering the trail? About as glamorous as my backyard. Yeah, <laughs> 3.8 million over four years. That is nuts. That's a lot of money for a centre, dude. Both <laughs> these guys playing fullback, whereas one would argue they're centres and wingers. Yeah. What about the show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire starring the South Sydney Rabbitohs? <laughs> They are trying to buy a lot of players, aren't they? Sam Burgess is gone. George Burgess is gone. Sutto has gone. Jeez. And Greg Inglis, GI, has gone. They so they've just, got cash. They could just buy the Titans and merge them into the team, couldn't they? They have that much money now. Here's who they're chasing. Jai Arrow, okay, from the Gold Coast Titans. Part of the lure of Sydney is there is apparently more work for his modelling girlfriend, Taylor Cameron, who was Miss World Australia last year. Oh, Miss World. He's dating Miss World Australia? Wow, nice one, Jaira. Also, not, not, less chance to party in Sydney because the lockouts just stop you from having any fun. So, Josh Adokar. Uh, yep. Tyson Frizzell. Yeah. Believe it or not, David Fafita. I think it's pronounced Frizzle. I mean, Souths are in the market. <laughs> and finally, there's the show Home and Away starring Semi Red Run. <laughs> 
Semi's been playing rugby union in France. He's homesick. He wants to come home. Come to the dogs. I'll take him. Well, that's interesting, you know, because he's prepared to take $2 million over four years, which was half what he was, he was worth when he left two years ago. How does he get paid that and Valentine gets the offer he gets? I, I know. Don't, I don't understand. And had you heard that the Bulldogs were the number one in the frame? Really? No, it's Souths. Oh, damn. We'll <laughs> update you next week on the on the soap opera that is the Rugby League off-season. But next, sports fans, we want you to jump on the line. one triple three five three. We're going to play our Karcher pressure test. Let's do it. We do it every week, and we can't wait to reward you, and we're going to do it next. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. Not sure if it's the show you'd give 10 out of 10, but these guys do high-five each other a lot. So high-five! Triple M's Weekend Legends. It is the Weekend Legends with Chris and Rose, and we want to reward you sports fans for watching sport this week. And thanks to Karcher, let's do this. Pressure. The Under Pressure Test. It's the pressure test, ladies and gentlemen. Look, was that really Ed Sheeran and, and uh, Bruno Mars rocking out in it's that last song? It's a catchy song, isn't it? Damn. He, he's really getting a good sound out of that acoustic guitar now, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? It's sure amazing. Knows, he knows how to make it wail. It's time for the pressure test. You can win your own Karcher pressure cleaner. This is how we do it. Fifth question wins the Karcher pressure cleaner. So you've got to get your question right to continue on. Whoever gets the fifth one right wins. You got it, Chris? We're in a rhythm now, Rose. We I'm are. following this format, finally. Yeah, the show ends in two weeks. It's, so that's it's really a good. shame. It really is. Yeah, good timing. All right, so we're going to start off the pressure test with John from Epping. John, are you there? Yeah, hi. How, what's your footy team, John? Uh, Eels. All right, we'll go to James. In, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, John, good. Let's go. You ready to play the pressure test, John? Yeah. All right, question one. Who Don't get too excited about it. Who made a century yesterday in the cricket after two years out of the game? <laughs> Dave Waller. You got it. Well, that's good, John. Davey that's boy. good. Davey Boy. Going on to question number two, John. Nasim Shah debuted for Pakistan yesterday uh, in the test against Australia. Sorry, this week. How old is Nasim Shah? Uh, 16. Oh, John's good. Not according to the Indians. They've got him at 17. <laughs> I will accept 16, John. You're almost halfway there. This is question three. What Melbourne A-League team beat the Wanderers last night? Uh, Melbourne City. Oh, oh John wow. is good. This is brilliant for this, an Eels fan. Yeah, very, really, very I know, sports I, I literate. I love it. Uh, this is the most an Eels ever, ever won, I think. All right, question four. Jared Warrior Hargraves has re-signed with the Roosters for how many years? Uh, three years. Oh, John's been listening to the show, John. I tell you what, if Chris ever stops doing radio, you can be my new co-host. You're very good. Okay, here we go. For the fifth question, when you catch a pressure cleaner with a clean sweep and a whole bank of callers really annoyed at you, John. So, uh, 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 sorry. Jai Arrow. <laughs> Shall I ask the question for you, Jai Arrow is rumoured to be leaving the Titans. His girlfriend, Taylor Cameron, is she either Miss World Australia or Miss Universe Australia? Miss Universe Australia. Oh, oh no, John! Oh. The Parramatta curse again! Oh. You've killed me, John! Oh, I feel bad. All right, we're going to do one more question. For, we're going to do a different question for fifth one because that's too easy for someone to get it, right? James from Penrith, are you ready to try and win the cleaner? Oh, honestly, I'm upset. I could have Bradbury that. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to Bradbury it, James. Here we go. I'm going to give you a different question, though. Sun Yang is caught in the doping controversy currently. What sport is Sun Yang a part of? 
Swing Yang. Uh, swimming? Yeah. Oh, you go. There you go. James Bradbury wins the cleanup. It was the tap. It was the tap in Good on you, James. Congratulations to James. We'll send that off to you. A Karcher pressure washer. Thanks to Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. Can we send like some Tim Tams to John or something? He did such a good effort, and I feel bad for you him. You don't get rewarded for second. That's do you? good. Yeah, do better next time, John. We got a big second hour coming up. Stick around. It's the Weekend Legends here on Triple M. <laughs> Love you, John. The Weekend Legends Catch Up Podcast can be heard anytime. You can even listen when you're enjoying life's most satisfying clean this weekend. And for that, you'll need a Karcher pressure washer. Whoa! That feels good. Karcher, life's most satisfying clean. The Weekend Legends on Triple M.